Okay, good morning. We are starting the parsha of Nitzavim, which really goes Nitzavim and Vayelech are two parshas that are really one connected thing, one connected idea. And this is the covenant that Hashem makes with the Jewish people through Moshe a second time. So we have obviously the covenant that God made with the Jewish people at Har Sinai. That's the primary covenant of the Jewish people. Thank you, Yosef. And then you have the second... <laughs> and then we have the second covenant that Moshe is making here with the Jewish people right before he passes away. So, as I already explained last week, you had the repetition of Moshe, the final speech of Moshe, went through all the laws, and then the last week, Parsha begins the, the second covenant with the, the, the warning of what will happen if you do the mitzvot, if you don't do the mitzvot, the, the blessings if you do, and the call consequences, the curses, discussed on Shabbos, if you don't. But that's still not the ultimate covenant. That covenant is very similar to what, Moshe, what God did at Mount Sinai. That's a covenant that's still um, conditional. It's still, if you do the mitzvot, then you're going to be rewarded. If you don't, you're punished. So it's still a covenant that has some dimension of, of um, consequence based on our action. But we're going to... What? Retribution. But the point is that it depends on the way we behave. The, what we're going to learn now in the parish of Nitzavim and then Vayelech is a covenant that transcends the actions of the Jewish people. Now, it's still obviously what we do impacts the covenant. We're going to learn if, you, if you're going to worship idols, you'll still bring God's anger against you. But the point is that the covenant that we're going to learn now in the Tzavim is a covenant... Here, Bruce. The covenant we're going to learn now is a covenant that, that's absolutely beyond the, the actions of a Jew. And that's the motion is making now a new covenant. Besides what we did at Harsinai, and besides what we read in last week's parasha, which was dependent on our behavior, a covenant that is eternal and forever, regardless of anything we do. So says Moshe to the Jewish people, Atem hayoyim kulchem. You are all standing hayoyim. This day, all together. What is this day? Rashi tells us the simple understanding of the verse is that what is this day? The day before Moshe, or the day of Moshe's death. All that we're going to read from really the end of last parsha, the whole nitzavim, vayelech, the song of Ha'azinu, which we'll talk about in due time, the blessings that Moshe gives to each and every one of the tribes of Israel, the Mezos Habracha, all of that all happens on the day that Moshe dies, on Zion Adar. Moshe was very, very busy on the day of his death. It says that his eyes didn't dim, his, uh, he was alert, literally to the last second. He didn't, most people get sick, they, you know, they slow down, they start uh, getting ill. Moshe was on, the, on his game, as we shall say, till the very end, till God put him into the cave, and God gave him the kiss of death, and then God himself buried him, etc. So, and in addition to all of this parsha of Vayelech, of Hazinu, and this Abracha, also Moshe wrote Torah scrolls. I mentioned on Shabbos, the 13 Torah scrolls, which is a miracle. No one can write even one Torah scroll in one day. It's miraculous. He wrote, or he finished them, if you want to say, but he wrote 13 Torah scrolls, one for each tribe, and that's why, I mentioned on Shabbos, the, the Jewish, Rashi says it in last week's parasha, but the idea that the Jewish people became a nation, how do we prove our covenant with God on our side? Part of it, one of the signs was when Moshe gave a Torah to the tribe of Levi, on the day of his death, Moshe gave a Torah to the t- tribe of Levi, the other Jewish people complained, the other tribes, and they said, it's not fair, you're giving a Torah to Levi, and what will happen after you'll pass away? One day the tribe of Levi will come to us and say, only we received the Torah from Moshe. You didn't receive the Torah from Moshe. Therefore, we all want the Torah school as well. And when Moshe heard that, he was very, very happy. And he said, Today, Hayom, 
This day, you became a nation to God. How did you become a nation to God? Because you asked him for the Torah scrolls, and Moshe then, on the day of his death, wrote the Torah scrolls for each one of the twelve tribes, besides the Torah scroll he had given to the tribe of Levi. Anyway, so that's simply. Now, Hayom also refers to the day of judgment, the Yom Hadin. So it says, Atem Nitzavim, Hayom Kolchem, you are all standing this day, Hayom, the day, the day of judgment. Rosh Hashanah is next week. And so we come out of the day of judgment, Nitzavim, standing, victorious, that God forgives us, God blesses us for all the blessings we ask for, for a good year, a sweet year, a healthy year, a happy year. What's the secret to coming out of the Yom Hadin? Victorious, says the verse, Atem Nitzavim Hayom Kolchem. You are all standing together. The unity of the Jewish people, when we stand together as one, is the ultimate blessing that guarantees that we emerge victorious in judgment. But let's go back, and there's more to explain, but we'll go back to the simple explanation that all of the Jewish people were gathered before Moshe on the day of his death. Moshe gathers every single Jew, men, the women, and the children. He says, you're all standing here, and he goes through the order, ten distinctions within the Jewish people. Rashechem, Shiftechem, the heads of the tribes. Zikneichem, your elders. Veshaytrechem, your officers. Vukol Ishishah, every son of the Jewish men of Israel. Tabchem, your children. Sheichem, your wives. Vgerecha, the converts. Even the chaytev yitzachah, even the woodchoppers and the water carriers who were from the, from the nation of Givon. They came to trick Moshe and tried to pretend like they wanted to convert and Moshe didn't accept them as four converts. They, but they were given a peace treaty not to be attacked in the land of Israel. And they became the water carriers and the the, uh, the water carriers and the wood choppers of the people of Israel. Okay? So, all of you are standing here this day before I die. For what purpose? La'avrecha, to pass you before God into a covenant with Hashem, your God, and into the oath that Hashem has made with you. Kareis imcha hayom, God is making this covenant with you this day. For what purpose are making a covenant? Because Hayom, today, Hashem wants to make you Le'ila'am. Hashem wants to make you to be for Him, His nation. And He wants that you should make Him to be for you, Le'elokim, to be for Him, for a God, exactly as He said to you, exactly as He swore, this He said to you before at Mount Sinai, as He swore to your fathers, to Avram, to Yitzchak, and to Yaakov. And then Moshe says something beautiful, very important. You should know that this covenant is not only with you. Not just with you is this covenant, but and this oath, but with every single Jewish person of all of history. With those that are standing here, gathered in front of Moshe on the day of his passing on the 7th of Adar, and even those that are not standing here with the future generations of the unborn Jews, just that they were part of the original covenant at Mount Sinai, so too Moshe is explicitly, at Mount Sinai wasn't explicit, here it's explicit that Moshe is saying that this is a covenant that does not only apply to the generation that died at Mount Sinai, it's to the next generation. You guys, the ones that are standing in front of me, who's standing in front of Moshe? Not the Jews that were at the covenant at Mount Sinai, but the next generation. You're all standing here in order you all should be entered into the covenant with Hashem. So you, the new generation, and all future generations for all of the rest of time are being entered into this covenant with Hashem. Why am I making this covenant? Because you all dwelled in Egypt. And you saw the idols of Egypt. You saw both the idols of wood and copper that they were proud to put outside their homes. They weren't afraid of being stolen. 
and you saw their idols of gold and silver that they were very, very proud of, that they kept, uh, you know, uh, hidden away. So not proud of, they were very worried about being stolen. So because they were worried about the value, even though it's an idol, you think like, if you believe in the idol, why are you afraid of the idol being stolen, right? But they hid these gold and silver idols inside their bedrooms where no one could steal it. They had them there. And so maybe, God forbid, there'll be amongst you a man or a woman or a family or a tribe whose heart will begin to turn astray from Hashem, whether it be in the future, and they will want to go worship the gods of these nations. It will be like a tree, a root rather, that produces a poison hemlock or a bit of wormwood, that from the good root, out come these uh, bitter uh, branches or worms or or, uh, wood that comes out of this branch. And when such a person will bless himself in his heart, and will say to himself, Shalom Yili, it will be good for me. Why will it be good for me? I will go in the heart, desires of my heart. He thinks, I'll go in the ways of my heart, and therefore I shall be fine for me. Because in my heart, I'll, I'll act on the good of the outside. My heart, I'll do what I want, and life will be good for me. That person who breaks the covenant of God and who decides to go with his heart after other idols, after other gods, and not after Hashem, our God, Hashem will not be willing to forgive him and God's fury and his zeal will fume up against that person and all of the curses that we wrote in this Torah scroll will come down upon him and to obliterate him from under the heavens. And God will single him out all future generations in order to bring upon him all of the curses and the plagues of the land and the disease which God has struck upon him. So much so that when people will come to see the land of Israel, they'll look at the destroyed land and they'll say, Sulfur and salt this entire land has been burnt up. It cannot be so. Nothing can grow here. It's like uh, just that God overturned stone and Gemara, so to destroy uh, the, the nation of Israel. And people will wonder to themselves, why did God do this in this land? What sin could they have possibly have done to deserve such terrible punishment? And then they'll say, Amru, you know why? Because they worshipped other gods. They violated the covenant of Hashem, and therefore Hashem... Has uh, his anger has flared up against them to bring amongst them all of the curses written in the Sefer. And then it gets worse. By Yitzhak, not only that, um, Hashem will drive them from this land to another land. However, you should know that what will Hashem hold you liable for? The nation has to guard no uh, bitter, uh, that, that no one lead astray in the land of Israel. Hashem will only hold you responsible for the revealed actions of your neighbors. Hanistare says the verse, La Hashem The concealed things are to Hashem your God. Meaning what a person does in his heart, you might say, how can we be responsible if people are worshipping God, other gods in their heart? That's what it said. They'll worship God and other gods in their heart. So what happened in a person's heart? That's Hanistare is the secret of Hashem. God will hold you reliable, responsible for that. However, Haniglis, that which is revealed, Lanu Ulvanenu, to us and to our children, which there's a dot over the letters to mean that that which is revealed only after the Jews enter the land of Israel, that Hashem will hold you responsible to keep the, all the words of this covenant and of this Torah for all time. By the way, there's dots also to say to you that you might act and pretend like you don't know. You might pretend like I don't know what a person's doing. Hashem knows what you really know, and Hashem knows what's really concealed from you, what you don't know. Anyway, after Moshe gave all of this introduction, Moshe then performed the actual covenant and administered the oath amongst the Jewish people as follows. What does he say? By the way, this is, he waited till here. 
to give them these words, because this is they're entering the land. This is the covenant of the land of Israel, and they fill the mitzvahs, they'll keep the land, and if not, not. And so then Moshe says to them, all these things, all these curses will come upon you, etc. What will happen? And then Hashem will see how you suffer, and you'll, you'll, you'll put upon your heart the fact that you've been driven amongst the nations, and you'll recognize how Hashem has driven you away from the land into exile. And then you will return to Hashem your God. And you will hear His voice, exactly as commanded you, all the words you put upon your heart, you and your children. And you will listen to Hashem, you listen to God with all of your heart and all of your soul. God will then return back the exiles. He'll bring back all of the exiles who were sent out into exile. He'll return you. He'll have mercy upon you. He will return to gather from all the nations where Hashem has scattered you over there. If you'll be scattered in the furthest, uh, at the ends of the heavens, from there from the heavens, God will come to gather you, from there he will take you. The gathering of the exiles. That the Yachad Hashem will bring you to the land that he inherited to your fathers, the Yishta, and he will make you inherit it, the Hetibcha, and he will do good to you, the Hibcha, will make you even more numerous and more plentiful than your forefathers. So here we have very clearly the promise of the other half of the covenant. That God's saying, Moshe's saying, that even though the, the covenant, basically, what's he saying over here? Let me explain it properly. This covenant is a covenant that cannot be destroyed even if you sin. So even if you sin, you'll be driven from the land. As the land will be destroyed. The land will be sold for insult. And they say, wow, what happened to the people of this land? The land was so destroyed, nothing can grow over here. But Hashem is saying to the Jewish people, and Moshe is saying, that when you'll be driven, the, 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 the curse will come against the land. And you will go into exile. But when you'll be in exile, he's making a statement of fact, a statement of the future. That there you will realize that you sinned against Hashem, and you'll do teshuva, and you will return and you will mend your ways and guarantee that when you will return and mend your ways, Hashem will also come and return and He will gather you from this exile, from all the corners of the earth, from the, from the furthest ends of the universe. From there, Misham, Mikabetzcha, from there God will gather you, from there He will take you and He will bring you to the land that Hashem has promised to bring to you, meaning the covenant will never be destroyed, you will always remain His people who will be regathered back to Hashem. Let's read the last verse of this Aliyah. For there Hashem will gather you. Umhol, Hashem alekecha, es levavcha, yes levav zarecha. Hashem will circumcise the heart of the person, the foreskin of the person. We have a mitzah earlier that we should circumcise the foreskin of our heart. But here it's about Hashem doing it for us. Hashem will circumcise for us our heart and the heart of our children, our offspring, to love Hashem, the chal levavcha, to love God with all of your heart and all of your soul, the man for the sake of your very life. Meaning, this circumcision of the heart, which will take place from Hashem doing it for us, will be removed from all of the distractions. We focused only on our relationship with Hashem. These words, Hashem will circumcise your heart and the heart of your children, is actually the Rashi Tevis. It's the first letter of the word. The first letters of each one of these words is the word Elul. Hashem will circumcise S Levavcha. Aleph, S. Levavcha, your heart is Lamid. The S and the heart, Levavcha, the heart of your children is Aleph, Lamid, Vav, Lamid. Month of El. 
So what happens in the month of Elul? One of the energies in the month of Elul is when God is coming and saying, I, I see the Jews are lost in exile, let me, let me circumcise their hearts for them. Let me help them return to Hashem. So Hashem comes to us, not that we need to do our own self, uh, self-purification, self-refinement to circumcise our own heart, but Hashem Himself comes, He circumcises our heart, He removes the foreskin of our heart as blocking our heart from truly loving Hashem. Hashem removes it in order to allow us to return to Him so that He can return us back to our land, back to Him as well.